Welcome to the Short Rod Show. You're talking with Ben. And you got Brett. Welcome back, everybody. We are on season four. Yeah. Kicking things off down here in the Short Rod Show studios. Yeah, it, time flies. Uh, it feels like I just, well, we did just pat the dust off these mics and keep going. Yeah, I basically just plugged, uh, plugged the Zoom back in and here we are. Yeah. Turn the lights on and back cranking, out, uh, cranking out episodes uh, Sundays now. Yep. Just Every like Sunday, usual. we're just gonna keep it rolling. Nine o'clock is that when they come out? I think I did. I think nine I did o'clock. nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Sunday's yep. nine o'clock. Yep. So this episode will be coming out the uh, the first Sunday in June or in uh, November. November. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Time flies. November. <laughs> but yeah, so thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, if you're new to this podcast, thanks for finding us. We're talking ice fishing, everything ice fishing, a little bit of uh, everything related to it. Yeah, why don't you? Uh, Go into a little introduction, since you're going to start with, if you're new with the podcast, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit, and I'll do the same. And Sounds good. We'll so, just uh, roll into how well we've been up to this summer. Yeah. So so Brett and I are buddies. We live in central Iowa. We ice fish as much as we can, um, basically try and get out as, as much as possible through the ice season, and ice is our jam. Yep. Love ice fishing. Um, we do a lot of summer fishing, too, of course, as well, but... Um, Really got together over ice fishing, enjoy talking about ice fishing, and, and, you know, we get a lot of folks that listen in from other parts of the country, but, you know, that's all we know is central Iowa ice fishing. Yeah. You know, we're, we're really focused in on that, so, uh, but we have a good time down here, record every every week, and try and get episodes out for you guys just to, to talk through what's going on uh, with our success and failures, and we just tell it like it is. We're two normal dudes, and we have a lot of fun chatting about our favorite subject. Yeah, I really hope, you know, we hear from a lot of listeners, uh, beginners and that sort of stuff that they learn a lot from our podcast, just the basics, you know, how to get set up, lined up, give you confidence while you're out on the ice that you're actually going to be in fish. Uh, and that was really the goal of our podcast here. So, uh, yeah, I'm Brett. Uh, yeah, like Ben mentioned, we were just buddies that got together, uh, did some ice fishing, uh, did some tournament ice fishing, but, uh, now since we've kind of started families and that sort of stuff, the tournament ice fishing stuff's kind of yep. gone away for a little bit here anyways. I'm It'll not saying, come back. We'll get, we'll get back, back into out. it here once kids get a little older and, and get out. Maybe we'll do a father son competition yep. sort of stuff then at that point. Yep. But, um, I guess, yeah, we, we really kind of started this podcast just to kind of, I don't know, you know, it, it felt like, so four years ago, it felt like all you heard from were the pros. Like people pushing clam, people pushing otter, people pushing yep. Northland, people pushing yada, yada, yada. This is the best, that's the best, this is how you do it all. Um, and I just felt like specifically for folks that are kind of outside that ice belt. So the typical ice belt would be like the Dakotas, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan. Yep. That's, that's like the core, and then Canada. But that's like the core ice fishing area. But there's a hell of a lot more ice out there than just those couple of states. Yep. And I felt like... A lot of that got kind of got left out. Like I feel like where we're at, we're in the probably the farthest south you're going to be consistently ice fishing every year, yep. and you have a decent enough season. I mean, you get dips into Missouri, but at that point, your seasons get pretty touch and go on yep. what kind of ice you're going to do. But uh, I thought there was kind of a niche there that you know folks want to hear. How's that going? What What are you guys seeing for ice fishing? Because we frankly fish very different lakes than what those guys in the in the ice belt fish. Like yep. we're fishing man-made bodies of water dammed up creeks and lakes um fishing crappies catfish bass bluegills that's our primary target there's walleyes and stuff of course but um 
a lot of brush piles, yep, that sort of stuff. So just going into that, trying to help learn, you know, what are we looking for? How are we doing it? Um, and how might things be different than what you hear from all the pros on, on the internet? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I think, you know, as we've gone through in four seasons, our tactics have changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not that much different, but if, if you go back and, and kind of listen through, we, I mean, we were on the, the fringe of the equipment game yep. when we first got started and we're, we're getting more equipment now, but, um, by no means have we forgotten where we came from either. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, I basically got started ice fishing kind of on my own and just picking it up as I went and trying to learn from others and no flasher sitting on a bucket, Yep. uh, hand auger, you know, just trying to pick out spots and Brett did the same thing only, um, down in Southern Iowa there, you probably didn't even need an auger. You just take a little chisel and well, it was all hand auger. Yeah. You could, you could, I never had chisel back then. But you definitely could have chiseled through it. A hammer? Yeah. <laughs> Sledgehammer? Yeah, you definitely could have got through <laughs> it. And when you mentioned, you know, kind of upgrade, upgrading our gear and stuff over the years, you know, I kind of think back. The first couple of years, the first, I'd say the first year we did the podcast, you know, I was just kind of getting into it and just talking about things I know. But then as we got further into it, you know, I couldn't just keep repeating the same things. And so as you're out fishing, you're paying a lot more attention to what's going yep. on. And you're like, all right, well, so what's going on here? Why is this happening? How can I turn this into a story to talk to about on a podcast? Yep. Well, eventually I got to a point where I don't know the answer of what I'm seeing out here. So then we started upgrading gear. Like adding that panoptics to my to my yep. set, while, you know, a lot of folks don't have that technology, they're not going to spend that kind of money. And if frankly, if I wouldn't have had this podcast, I probably wouldn't have spent that kind of money either. But well, we make so much money off this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, oh yeah, we did. I, and I want to thank every listener on there <laughs> for the $76 that we made last year on our merchandise sales. That merchandise, pretty darn lu- <laughs> lucrative. Heck yeah. Uh, but no, we, we really just do this for the fun of it too. Yeah, yeah. And that's, it's, that's part it's of, a what, heck of, a lot of fun. what we enjoy. But yeah, that yep. live scope or yep. the panoptics getting that, that just started answering so many more questions as to what I'm seeing. Why are these fish doing this? Where are they going? What's going on? Uh, and I hope that kind of brought more insight and information to you guys. Yep. yep. And, <clears throat> you know, definitely when, when Brett and I first started fishing together, we had very different styles of fishing, and I think that's part of what made it fun. But I think it complemented each other very it well. It did. Um, you know, yeah, I like trying trying baits, trying different things. Yep. Diff, you know, you're definitely more the gear guy. Yep. Just trying to fine tune my presentation and and making things right. And if there's a, a way to make things easier and make me more mobile, make things uh, better out on the ice, I'm all all yep. about it. Where I'm more of find the fish. Yeah. Like that's all I'm thinking about is structure. Where's the spot on the spot? What kind of water are these fish doing? How are you jigging them? Like the actual technique yep. of it, um, which I think complements very well. Because, yeah, yep. that first year of tournament fishing for us, I noticed right away you're switching baits. You're looking for different colors. You're doing this where I'm just like, I'm t- this bait, if I put this in front of a fish's mouth, he's just going to bite it. So I just got to find the right fish with the yep. right mouth to bite it. Yep. And I'm not retying. That, this is the bait that's going down there. <laughs> and that really opened my eyes to – you know, watching you. So I would find the spots and then you'd be switching out baits left and right. And all of a sudden you're just hammering the fish and I'm yep. getting left in the dust. Yeah. Uh, which that really kind of opened my eyes to, yep. to different baits. The other part of that too, is if anybody knows me, I'm super directionally challenged. I can't figure <laughs> yes. out where I'm at, uh, to save my life. So yeah. <laughs> I'd go out to a spot and I'd be like, Oh yeah, it's supposed to be, you know, map says it's going to be 15 foot here. Nope. Nope. 
totally turned around and might be on the wrong side of the lake even might not even it's be like, the right lake it's like five foot yeah <laughs> <laughs> so brett helped keep me on track uh before i got gps yep. and, and all that. but also i feel like i got you moving like oh, you yeah, used to be sure. kind of like a guy that would just well mm-hmm. i'm set up and we're just gonna keep changing baits i'm seeing fish so we're just gonna keep changing baits until they start biting yep um we're out of booked it we're if we're not catching them in 10 minutes no matter what baits we're doing we're we're moving to the yep, next moving spot. around yep, yep. So that's pretty cool. That's a little bit about what we're about. Um, but I encourage you guys, go back, listen to those earlier episodes. Um, if you want to hear some great ice tactics, learn all kinds of stuff. There's yeah. uh, there's some Brett-isms in there yeah, yeah. that we still Although I don't know how far now. back you want to go. I don't really like listening to those early ones. <laughs> it's a little cringy. There you are. There's a lot go of ums the first. and uh and oh and yep. pauses. And, yeah. yeah. Progressively gotten better hanging out down in the basement. Yeah, these mics aren't as weird in front of my face anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yep, pretty cool. Well, what are we talking about today, Brett? Um, since it's the first episode, I think we'll just do the traditional uh, update that we've done over the summer. Um, what kind of what fishing we've been up to? Um, life changes, something like that. So I'll let you kick that off, Ben. Sweet. Start off. Start off thinking in the spring. What were you doing in the spring? Right after, this spring, I was, right after we quit Short Rod Show in March. I was fishing a lot. Yeah. Um, I feel like I actually got out quite a bit. Um, of course, pulled the boat out of storage in January. Well, yeah, we had to take it to the Mississippi. Well, tried to take it to the yeah. Mississippi. Um, but I had the boat raring to go. Uh, as soon as the ice came off, I was out there. Um, you know, 30 degrees, whatever. It yeah. was fine. It had a good time. Um, but, yeah, kicked off the season right away with Live Scope Plus. Yeah. I held out for it. I figured something new from Garmin was coming. So LiveScope Plus, LVS 34, bit the bullet, got it. Um, put it on the boat with a pole mount. And I went with a summit mount because that's kind of what I was going to plan on using for, for ice. And it was amazing to see how it worked. Like it took a while to dial in yep. and I'm still eh, probably... 80% of the way there, 75 or 80% of the way there in my confidence level. But really, it's just time on the water using yep. it. And, man, I don't know if I threw a line out for the first time I went out with it, just trying to t- figure it out. You know, it's, there's so much going on. Yep. Um, to put that transducer in the water and just see what's going on on a lake. What you're looking at. Oh, my gosh. It's what's crazy. Happening. Yep. Yeah, how to use it. Yep. Um, it's pretty cool. Getting it, getting it set up. You know, I'm a gearhead, love like building stuff, putting stuff together. So like rigging the boat out for that was awesome. Well, give me a quick schematic of how it's powered, where it's rigged. Yeah. So um, on my boat, I originally had a uh, EchoMap 73 SV uh, on the console. And that was kind of my main, you know, does does your side imaging well, get your mapping, all that on there. Um, And then I bought two more 93 SVs. So those, they went back on sale. So they're yep. like 700 bucks. And that's about as good as you're going to get on those. Yep. So bought two of those. One went on the on the console right next to the 73. Yep. So that right off the bat just flipped the switch to have side imaging on one, mapping on the other. Yeah, that's, that's huge. a big deal. I get why people do that now. People yep. are like, that's dumb. You got two screens, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I, I get it. Like you want to see where you're going on one and you want to look at your side imaging on the other, tool around, find your spots. Yep. Like you pick up so much more. I, I know guys too, that'll split the side imaging and have 
one side on one screen, one side on the other. I get that too. Like yep. you can pick out any of those little minute details. Yes. You, yeah. You'd be surprised how many fish you miss because yep. you're spread out too far and you can't see them. That was pretty cool. And then uh, the other 93 I put up on the uh, bow and I rigged up a scooter mount. Yeah, yeah. So I was looking on some of the Garmin, you know, forums and, and the groups on, on Facebook, which those are pretty cool to, to peruse through. And I saw a guy that did it and it looked pretty simple. So I'm like, well, heck, what do I got to lose? You know, $20 scooter from Walmart. And some hose clamps and some muffler clamps to clamp the, you know, the Garmin mount to the top of the scooter. And then you have a retractable, it goes up, you know, four foot or five foot in the air. Yep. And you lay it down. And you can fold it down. Yeah. So Pretty slick. Yeah, that's what I did. I ended up painting it this year too because I left it in the like I like the decals. Green. I liked the decals of the scooter. <laughs> but yeah. So if you guys want to see that, I'll, I'll post some pictures on our page here. Um, get people fired up on that. It yep. gets compliments wherever we go. Yep. Um, one of our, one of our friends was out on the lake, never saw it before and saw it from a distance. And he's like, dude, sweet scooter mount. Yeah. Yeah. Right away. I can <laughs> right away. That. He just pegged it. was like, that's a freaking scooter mounted with a garment on top. That's, that's awesome. So that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so that everything else, everything is networked together. That was a big, a big, uh, draw to do the one you know, Garmin network on the boat. Yep. Um, I did not buy the Garmin hub. I made a, made your own little hub, made my own hub out of a $20 internet switch. Right. Yep. Uh, just mounted it up high up underneath where it's not going to get wet. Routed everything, well, plugged it all together. Wet. Shouldn't get wet. <laughs> That's another story. So, um, mounted the black box. I ended up doing the two screens on the console off of the starting battery. Yeah. Okay. I got a group 31 starting battery, so that should be fine. Um, and then ran the live scope and the front, um, unit off of a, um, amped outdoors, 30 amp battery. That's yeah, what yeah. I used for ice. That's what I used I'll for just pull fishing. that out and use that for, uh, for ice again this year. Yep. That should work pretty well. Yep. Never ran that thing down. We, we ran it up in Minnesota. Yeah. Never all had day. Problems. No problems. Run live scope all day. Yep. It just powers one screen, the black box, you know, for live scope. So nothing crazy. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, worked out pretty well. So got that rigged and then had that through the entire season. Yep. So I got like one season under my belt with a live scope plus. Pretty, well, why don't you go cool. into how your hub got wet now? So <laughs> <laughs> maybe you didn't want to talk about that. No, that's all right. That's all right. So um, my boat is... It, it's a 20-inch transom, right? It's kind of like a bass boat. Height, Low boat. Kind of or what do they boat. call it? At, uh, on short the boat. The short boat. It's a short, short boat, boat, right? Not Doesn't have the big, you know, 25-inch sides. sides or 30-inch sides or whatever now. Yeah, it's a flat um, bottom. Not not real deep. So when when you get a few people in it, right, the back end sits pretty low to the water line. Yeah. Like, and that's kind of by design. But, um, yeah, it gets a little sketchy when you get some big waves going. Well, I was out. For my son's birthday, had had the family out, uh, in-laws and every, everybody. I On think Sailorville. Six people. Yeah. Six people in the boat, um, which is rated for eight, so that's fine. Uh, we're good there. But storm started to kick up. And uh, on Sailorville, I mean, it can get whipping oh, pretty yeah. pretty hard. Especially there. if the wind's running yeah. kind of uh, and, and northeast, southeast. We saw some lightning. It was like, ah, shoot, we need to get in. So we start heading back. And it's probably a mile or two to the ramp. Like we were up a ways and all of a sudden you could just feel the temperature drop, you know, the wind kick up, temperature dropped, 
Light switch. 20 degrees, whatever. You, you know it's just a huge pressure drop. And, yeah, we were fighting probably three-foot waves-ish. And hitting them head-on, that's that's fine. It's a rough ride. You yeah. know, I got the bow up. Bow up, and you got a Coast Guard front. Yep. 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 Hitting them pretty hard. I uh, got everybody in the back. That's fine. Can't hardly see because it's raining so hard. And the bow's know. up. Oh, yeah, bow's up. So, anyway, I'm like, we just got to get these people off this boat like this is this is ridiculous originally i'm like i can get to the ramp but then if i get to the ramp i'm going to be turned the wrong way it's going to be blowing up the back like we just need to get people off so yeah went over in the shallow area started getting people off and took just two big waves over the back you know like three foot waves just yeah 100 over over the motor yep right in and uh as i'm handing my son off to my wife uh, my son, who's who's two, right, just turned two, looks out and he's like, "Dad, water!" <laughs> and he's like pointing in the bottom of the boat, and it's just, you know, s- six or eight inches of, of water coming up. I'm like, "I know, okay, yep, everybody's off." So then I try to kick kick back out. No, couldn't Stuck. move it. It was in about a foot and a half of water, so it wasn't like sunk. It's it was on the bottom. Was, that's technically sunk. It's sunk. It's on the bottom, but I'm glad it was in shallow. We we're yeah. good. Um, but yeah, uh, bilge was around the whole time. That's, that's a common misconception. I think that people think, well, yeah, the water's going over the edge. Yeah. yeah Cause I, you were below water level at yeah. that point. Like, Oh, bilge, you know, your bilge will keep, keep it up. No. A bilge is like just peeing out of the boat. You Not know doing I mean? anything if the no. water's over the edge. No. So we ended up, uh, I well, called you, called Sean. Yeah. I'm I'm like, guys, dad, I need some dad patrol help for a few hours. Yeah. I just need some help here to get this going. Um, Sent my wife back out. Of course, in the storm, just it was gone. Yeah, you know, another half an hour or whatever, gone. No, no sign of it. Everyone's looking around like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> and then a uh, couple guys came up. I'm like, oh, is your your bilge quit working? I'm like, no, this thing's been running <laughs> your for the last hour. Like, no, that's not it. So anyway, it it was pretty easy to bail. We just had three, four buckets, three, four people bailed it out. Yeah, it, it popped right back up, started floating again. Um, luckily my motor was not underwater, so that was good. You know, the motor power head stayed up, stayed above. Oh, nice. So, I mean, that's really all that I was super worried about. Yep. Um, water went up, uh, basically to the seats in the back, you know, it was two foot in the back and eight inches in the front. Yikes. So, uh, live scope got completely soaked. I mean, the black box, everything, the batteries, uh, everything. So pulled the, pulled that thing out of the water. And drained it out overnight and hauled it to my brother's. He steamed the carpets out. We disinfected yep. the crap out of it. As I said, I bet it smelled like a spring meadow. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> Got a lot of sand that's stuck in that thing. But then it was good. Yep. All good. Uh, the only issue I had was the fuel tank got a bunch of water in it, you know, yeah, coming over the vent. That. So purged all that out. Good yeah. to go. Sweet. So that's also what's nice about an aluminum boat is, yeah, there's really not much you can Well, especially the tank it. you have, yours is freaking quarter inch plate all the way around so it's a tank yeah so sunk the boat it's good now nice (laughs) yeah now we know the limitations of that 800 gallon per minute bilge pump yeah yeah i'm glad you made her Mm -hmm. so other than that the season's been pretty good brett tell us uh, about uh your summer and maybe the trip up in august too sure uh yeah i kind of started the spring out doing a little river fishing just shore type fishing um didn't bring the boat up well, I guess I got the boat back from my brother end of April. 
So prior to that, I was just kind of doing some shore fishing, that sort of stuff. Nothing major. I don't know. I suck at river fishing. I it don't came know out why. with me a few times. Can never catch squat on the river. I don't know why, but we're getting there. I mean, I'll fish the exact same spots that other people are fishing, and they're pounding fishing. I don't catch nothing. But uh, <laughs> they caught all the fish. <laughs> oh God, I don't know what's going on. But uh, yeah, did that. So what did we do? Oh yeah, earlier in the spring we went to. So this uh, summer. Instead of kind of going on a big family trips and stuff like that, I rented a couple of these. So the Iowa DNR has some cabins that they have stationed throughout their parks or whatever. Um, so I just rented a couple of those periodically throughout the summer. And I'm like, oh, that'll be fun to take the kids out, do that sort of stuff. It's close by. If it's a disaster, one of the kids hates yeah. it. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm five hours away from home. We can just come home. Yep. Uh, but I stumbled upon a little, a little crappie honey hole. Not going to say what the lake is because it's not a very big lake. Uh Right out from our dock, just yeah. every other cast. Yep. They weren't huge crappies, but just bam, 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 nine, ten-inch crappies. Ten-inch yep. was probably the biggest. Yep. Fat. I mean, it was right on the spawn, right at the spawn. Uh, and I found a real mushroom right at the bench right there, right by no the No way. So I was like, damn, you know this is a good spot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's gold right there. Yeah, wow. Yeah. All on triple tails. Yep. Or triple tips. So I was pretty pumped about that. That worked out real good. And... uh well, so geez. with a with a boat motor thing on that, so this spring I changed out the uh, impeller on my water pump on the motor, and for in the way my motor works, it has one big shaft going up, you know, that has the spline and everything. When you take the lower unit off, then it has another little pipe that goes up for the exhaust. I don't know what my old one didn't have that, so I don't know what the hell, but it had that on there, and so at some point or somehow my something was shift the shifter was shifted. At some point in time, when I had yep. the lower unit off, either the lower unit spline got turned a little bit, Thomas moved it, or the shifter moved <laughs> when I put it back on there, okay. because I only had forward. Like I could, it would I could put it in neutral, like where the thing would click and it would let me start mm-hmm. it. But it was always the the gear was Still always going. in forward. Uh, so I just ran with that for a while. <laughs> when oh, yeah, I just I mean, started, just sure. rev it up and just vroom, just take yeah. off with it. Uh, it was a little bit of a bear to get it off the ra- off the trailer, but it wasn't too bad getting her back on. Yeah. Uh, but eventually, I got that figured out and fixed, and popped back off and turned and yep. put her back on there. But that was a little bit of a headache there to start with. See, now you know. Like yeah. next time you do it, just test out, and make sure you got your gear, and yeah. And I got a lower unit neutral. The lower unit seals leaking somewhere because I'm leaking oil. Out the oh, leaking out. Now. Yeah, yep. I need to get that fixed. Yep. This winter sometime. Yep. Otherwise, the boat's running in pretty tip-top shape these days. Heck yeah. Maybe need to get a new graph at some point, but otherwise she ain't doing too bad. Yep. Over the summer, pretty poor fishing. Well, I didn't really just did, didn't really get out. Doing a lot of kid stuff. Didn't get out doing, during the heart of the summer, didn't yep. get out a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, until we went up to the, on the annual Minnesota fishing trip. So we've had Walleye Sean on here before, or Walleye Willie on here before. Uh, went up there. We did something a little bit unique, Ben and I did, and we went with Walleye Willie. Uh, we hired up a guide. Now, usually, I just got too much pride. I can do it myself. I've got all the gear. I'm not going to hire a guide to show me what to do. Well, this year, Walleye Willie got Brian Brosdahl lined up for us to go yep. for a morning on Winnie. And it was awesome. Oh, my oh, yeah. gosh. Like. The money we paid him to do that was, I'd pay it twice, two times over. Yep. Uh, for everything that I learned from him, 
and everything he taught us as far as fishing cadence and jigging strokes yep. and all that stuff, priceless. Like that's a lifetime worth of fish that I'll catch right yep. there just from that stuff that I learned from him. And, it was and everybody that I've talked to that's been out with multiple guides, like you pick up different things on eat with each guide. Like mm-hmm. it's not just like, oh, I do a fishing guide and I'm yep. done, you know. Like you can you're never gonna learn it all. So yep. it's going out and having those experiences that that was super cool. Yep. yep. Just to see how someone else does it. And it was all in plastics. Yeah. Like plastics less than ten feet of water. Pounded walleyes all morning long. Yep. Like that just doesn't make any bluebird skies. Flat calm bluebird skies. Like that just doesn't make any sense. Yep. I don't know what the heck. We didn't think it was possible. Yeah. But it is. Still my favorite thing of that whole that whole four hour trip. Well, he ended up taking us probably we were probably out there for six hours, but uh was when we pulled up in that community spot. Yep. Group of boats out there. I bet there were thirteen boats on this spot. And we just kind of navigated in through them a little bit. You yep. know, typically <laughs> there's right no way in. I would there's no way I would have went in there. But he's like, yeah, let's just go see what's in here. Yeah. So we yep. kind of navigate. He finds a spot where we got a little bit of room to cast. Start casting. And now I did not see a single other boat catch a fish while we were in no. there. No, no, nope. And at I all. bet we had a, fi- a walleye in the boat within the first five casts. Yep. Like what the hell? Like, how does that happen? That's, I mean, that's that's why you get a guide, like to basically just. Sp- speed up the the learning curve there yep. right like yeah in another 20 years we'd figure that same thing out yep but it takes 20 years i mean ultimately the, every the two year keys, once <laughs> ultimately the two the two main keys to catching fish the way we were catching them we were running paddle tails yep but the key was cast the bomb cast that thing get yep. that paddle tail as far away from the boat as possible and your jigging canes yep like how you were working that it was all about the, yep. the wiggle of the worm. Keep that swim bait up. Keep it natural. Keep it keep moving. It, Don't be flowing. doing this yep. up and down yep. heart monitor type stuff. You want to kind of keep it very gradual as yep. it's feeding through the water. And That was the key, man. Oh, my and gosh. It was cool to watch that because bro would bro would just outfish us right When we started, bat. oh, he was killing us. Four or five to one. And then Brett started matching him. I literally on, went on up to the fished. boat next to him, cast out yeah. when he cast out and did exact. Because we all had, we had the same reels. Same rods and reels, same yep. baits. And I just looked. I didn't even think about fishing. I just looked at him and did what he did Yep. when he did it. And he probably looked at me like, what the fuck are you doing, guy? <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't care. That was cool. No, I bet he loved That's it. I bet he's like, yeah. yes, he's this like, is exactly yes. what you should be doing right now. And this is my, this is my boy right, right after here. I did that, when I went over there, boom, first cast. Yep. Caught the first walleye. Yep. Bam. Gosh, that's super cool. Yep. We caught some nice fish. Caught our limit. We can tell him about the... Uh, it was awesome. The the twenty four entry you got water out there. So um I was fishing in the back of the boat. You two are up in the front. Yep. Uh and th- this is a, a Lun two nineteen GL. Yeah, just Huge. Mac if you want to buy it, it is currently for sale. Yes. Yep. For about hundred and six grand. Yeah, the price of a house. Um but it's worth it. Four hundred Verado on it. Yeah, not fast enough. No. He said it does like 65 or something. Yeah, he needs it to go 90. <laughs> All the other tournament guys are yeah, out. Yeah, the running. tournament boats blow them out of the water. <laughs> you can't get to a spot. Can you imagine enough. how heavy that boat is? Though? Oh, yeah. It's, oh well, it, it's just silk so, riding across the water. Backing it down the ramp, that sucker slid a Toyota Tundra. No problem. Oh, God. Locked Sean the brakes had, up. He probably pooped his pants. Slid the truck down the ramp. Yeah. Because the, the ramp was wet, of course, right? Yep. But, geez, that's a freaking big boat. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're out, we're out fishing, um, and bro's like, "Hey, I gotta take a pee off the back." 
Yeah. And we're in the middle of the ocean. Yep. He just casted his line out, let her sit. Yeah. Right? The rod's just sitting there, leaned up against the boat. $250 setup, just let her sit there, whatever. And he's taking a pee off the back, and I kind of, out of the corner of my eye, see the, the rod tip, do a little bloop. A little tap. I'm like, huh. That might have been a bite. And he's like, no, no, we're, we're drifting right now. We're, you know, we're this just flat calm over. day. It's flat, yep. We weren't moving. No wind. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I <laughs> go back to fishing and look over again and blah, blah. Then the handle jumps a little yep. bit. And I'm like, yeah. that's a freaking bite. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm like, yeah, I think so. I feel better, you know, going. I grabbed it at that point. And sure enough, fish on. Yeah. And so bro's midstream in the back of the boat. <laughs> exactly. He's like, oh, reel him in, reel him in. I can't, you don't want to stop a good stream when you get to my age. <laughs> so I reel it in and it's dogging me. Um, and they're pretty light. It's pretty light setups. Yep. You know, they were medium light rods. Yep. Um, so it's dogging me getting in and reel it up. Yeah, it's like 23 inch fish. Yeah, real nice. Biggest wall of the solid. day. Yep. And just laying on the bottom. So there you go. 13 foot of water just yep. laying down there. Yep. Man, that's cool. Yeah, that was cool. Yep. That was an awesome trip. I was always so intimidated by those big, huge bodies of water like that. Well, oh, frankly, yeah. with my boat or our boats, it is still a little intimidating. Because, I mean, that from spot one they took us to where we didn't even stop to fish to yep. spot two, shit, it would have taken us a half an hour to drive over there. Yeah. Where he had her hammered down going 65 taking us to the next spot yep uh where they're going 30 obviously it would have taken us twice as long yeah that is, is a big deal covering water like that yep um it also helps he said he's been fishing winnie for 40 years yeah yeah well yeah of you course know. yeah that's pretty interesting just uh, to see how how it's changed that was also my first exposure to uh 360 yeah mega yep which was sweet. not not mega live this is mega 360 yeah, the just transducer thing spins around, yeah. shows you where fish are. Yep. Yeah, he's he liked that a lot. That was another thing that I really learned too was how to identify pods of actual walleyes on mm-hmm. your. Graph. Oh yeah. Yep. Just how they kind of group up with each other, uh, versus other fish. Yep. Like there was, a, you could definitely tell like they're always in a little bit of a circular pattern. There's always space in between individual fish, where like a group he reference like a group of perch or a group of something or something else and you they just look so much different when he would point them out yep um and then you cast them and i mean i we caught one we catch them when he told us to cast them so what i thought was interesting that mega 360 it is interesting to see a whole spread around your boat yep right and live sonar otherwise is all point and shoot like i want to point this way and i'm going to swing it around you know and you can sweep and see some of that but you can't see it like a mega 360 yeah. Especially on a 12-inch And it was screen. cool to see how the fish would move. Like, you could see us pushing the fish around. Yep. Which was interesting. Yep. Gosh, that's cool. Yeah. What a cool trip. And, I mean, we took exactly what he taught us, went back to the lake we were fishing, we were staying on. Yep. And <clears> put <throat> a limit in the boat that evening. Caught another limit's worth. We ate the a next lot of morning. fish. No, I mean, we put a lot of those No, back. that's what I mean. Like, to catch a limit, though, up there yeah. is six fish. Yeah. And we caught a limit and then ate them all and then caught another limit. Yeah. The next day, ate them all. Like we had, <laughs> we were really on our fish game. I mean, after that thing, I caught a limit three times in a row. Mm-hmm. I mean, I put a lot of them back. Oh, well, that last one, that last trip, sure. Sean and I took out, we put all everything back. Yep. 
But still to say I hooked and put a limit in the boat in an hour and a half, yep. it's pretty freaking sweet. Yep. Yeah. Gosh, that was cool. Ah, that one's going down in the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but, you got to actually fish during the day. Yeah, I don't have to stay up till 2 in the morning trying to scratch out a limit of walleyes. Yep. yep. I did lose my pole out there. Ooh, lost, lost I forgot nice all about rod. that. I forgot all um, about that. If, you, if anybody is out fishing, um, let me know. Don't talk about that. <laughs> all right, we'll have to cut that part out. <laughs> um, let me know if you're up around that area. You might snag a nice tournament, Shields tournament rod. Yeah. Piss on that Shields tournament rod. <laughs> I love that thing. I'm still a little disappointed we weren't able to find it on LiveScope. I know. Um, I think it just, it's in the, it's in the silt. It's in the there. silt it a little bit. Blends in. Soaked in and yeah. that was it. Well, you can talk about the debacle of how that happened, I guess. Oh, no. I don't want to relive that. <laughs> Gosh, it's freaking painful. No. I've had that rod for <laughs> six years, seven years. Gosh, that was the craziest turn of events. That like was like my just, nice, my fish, first nice rod. What did we just bought. put in? What did you just catch? Was it a 24-inch walleye? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, Ben, we're in, it's the middle of the night, uh, yep. probably 11, 12 yep. o'clock. Uh, obviously, we'd had a few cocktails. Too dark to see anything. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, everything's by headlamp. Yep. And we're all pumped. Like, we hadn't caught much that night. So, Ben boats his 24-inch walleye. We're all freaking pumped up. Uh, We get it put back. Oh, no. We get it put back. The very next cast Ben makes, his lure pops off. Yep. Like, how lucky is that that you even got the fish in when your knot was already compromised that much that just the casting motion itself popped your lure off? And you're like. Well, let's motor on over here and see if we can find it. I mean, it's pitch black. Like, we're obviously not going to find this sucker. No, our our hopes were high to see this. So we go it's around. A, it, it would float. Yeah, it was a floater. But we went around looked for it, and Ben thought he saw it. Thought he had it right up by the yep. boat side. Grabs the net, flips the net in the water, and I just hear a splash. And I didn't think nothing of it. Honestly. I didn't think anything of it either. I thought it was like a plier or something. I was like, oh, whatever. Because it's dark, too. Like, if I'm not looking right at it, I can't tell what yep. fell We're just running anyways. by sound at this point. Yep. Flips it in, not the not the bait anyways. I don't know what it was. You didn't get the lure back. No. No, it was just like a bubble or yeah, something it was in nothing. the water. It was nothing. I don't know. And then he flips it back and he gets back in and he starts kind of looking around like, what the heck was that? What what fell in the water? What splashed? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I thought it was like a pair of pliers it sounded like. But no, the pliers are right there. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Let's just go back to fishing. And then all of a sudden Ben's like, well, where's my rod? I was going to grab another rod that was already <laughs> rigged up, ready to go. And I'm like. Where's my tournament rod at? <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> yep. Don't set your rod in a net. Yep. So we went from high highs oh, to low man. lows uh, in about a matter of a minute. Yep. Not good. Not good. Uh, I did want to mention, though, Sean and I went out on the river. Oh, yeah. One time. Um, And if anybody is following, like, river levels right now, it's low, low, low. Yeah. Dirt and low. This was probably in... Probably not. it was in August. It's right before the yeah. the Minnesota trip. Um, so we're like, oh, let's try it out. We'll get the boat out on the river. First of all, getting the boat in this ramp was Impossible. special because um, the ramp was not long enough uh, to get down to where the water level is. So we got the boat in the ramp, which involves scraping the frame of the trailer on the edge of the ramp to no. get the boat low enough. No, no. So get the boat in. And it's, you know, three feet of water in this little eddy kind of, you know, section. Like, all right, that's pretty good. So we'll coast down, float down the river, check out, find some good spots. 
And we make it down, no problem. We actually caught some decent fish, found a nice hole. Um, just using worms, bobbers, throwing swim baits. Um, caught a little bit of everything. That was super nice. Yep. And then it's like, all right, it's getting a little late. Let's run back up. We'll get back to the truck. In the process of doing that, <clears throat> I learned that you can have your boat, your boat can float in water, no problem, in that thing floated in a foot of water or less. But when you're trying to get moving up against current, you can't get enough water to the back yeah. of the boat to hit the prop to be able to have the prop give you Propulsion. enough push to yeah. push through it. So it's, it, you know, basically it's the boat was, out. yeah, washing out. So we couldn't get enough, enough juice going. It was constantly just spin it up, basically kind of did a spraying water everywhere, trying to just Go. keep keep the motor up. Both of us stand in the front trying to get enough, you know, lift the back end of the boat out of the water yeah, um, to get a little deeper, and then ended up just going with the trolling motor. We got it stuck once. Um, you know, the bottom of the boat just right on sand. So had the big pole, pulled it off. Oh, there you go. We're good. Didn't have to get wet, uh, and then used the trolling motor the rest of the way. But um, when I <laughs> we got by halfway up, uh, water pump stopped pumping. No water was coming out. I'm like, ah, oh, what the heck? So we took a musky leader, shoved it through the pee hole on the side of the outboard, right? And just pushing sand. Yep. And then it started peeing again. Yikes. Like, all right. All right. We're good. We're good. So kept her going. Uh, we had to do that three times to get back to the ramp and get back to the ramp, get it on the trailer, scrape the trailer again, and get the, get the boat on, blah, blah, Jeez. blah. Use, had to use friggin' four low to pull the thing out because it was literally just wedged wedged the tire on the edge of the ramp and rocks everywhere, mud all over. Yeah. Get the boat out, and then I got it home, and it was not peeing very much at all. Like, I had a new water pump in the year before, and it would, it would it's a solid stream. Yeah. This was, like, kind of dribbling. So I figured, okay, well, I'm going to try and back flush this out um, with some water. Ran it on the hose, and I got probably a whole cup of sand out of the lower unit of that boat. Oh, my gosh. And <laughs> it just sat in my driveway. I'm like, took a picture of it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is not good. So I think that's why they say replace your water pump every couple of years. Well, especially run the river. Oh, that was bad. Yeah. In one trip. Yeah. Sucked up sand like you wouldn't believe. That right when you start trying to put in should have been a yep. telltale sign for you. But- that was fun. Caught some fish. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if we would have done anything differently other than just wait for the water to get higher. If the water is a little bit higher. Well, no you problem. can't wait. You wouldn't be. You wouldn't have gone. I know. This whole year, it just been just, just getting done. lower. Yeah. Yep. So, anyway, that's kind of how our summers went. Yep. In between uh, when we last talked, coming off the ice, getting out in the boat, did pretty well. Now we're getting geared up for the ice again. I'm I'm pumped. Yep. Uh, it, we had that one cold snap. And I was I was right back to just ice mode. Yeah, like sweet frost in the mornings. There was some skim ice on a pond. Yep. Well, uh, in one day. marsh. Yeah, where it's like a foot deep. Yep. But man, that got me pumped. Yeah. Yep. It yep. Was cool. To yeah, see. I noticed deer hunting that all the little bottoms and draws and stuff were pretty frozen rock rock solid. Yep. Awesome. Uh, those those cold mornings. Well, I think that's gonna put a wrap on it for this week. Yep. Um, and we'll be back next week. We'll chat some more. 
but yeah, every every week through the ice season, we're gonna be cranking out episodes talking on just about everything. Talking ice some cool topics this year. Um, we'll go on a couple trips. We're gonna be at the uh, St. Paul Ice Fishing Show. St. Paul Ice Show. We've got the Mississippi trip planned already this yep. year. That's gonna February. Be oh man, that's gonna be sick. Dang it, I'm excited. Probably have a little bit, maybe even a little bit focused on getting little the boys out. Yep. Oh yeah, for two sure. and three year olds. They're gonna hit their stride this year. Yep. Bluegill time. Yep. Watch out. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for joining us on the Short Rod Show.